We bring you local news, business news, international, sports and entertainment news. Right here on GTR. GTR. Good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. Coming up, be patient, we will settle your coupons or say asari begs pensioner bondholders. Dr. Baumia urges collaboration for peace in Boko. Seven reported dead, several others injured in renewed Gonja Mamprusi clash. And in other stories, Kennedy Japan confident of victory in NPP flag bearer elections. This business pots and showbiz will be coming in this afternoon's bulletin. The news will be read by Awen Temi. Now, let's settle for the details. The Deputy Finance Minister Abna Osei Asari has made a passionate plea to pensioner bondholders, urging them to exercise patience as the government scramble to secure the necessary resources to settle their unpaid matured coupons. Despite rainy weather conditions, members of the Pensioner Bondholders Forum resumed their picketing at the Finance Ministry Thursday, June 1, to demand the payment of their outstanding coupons and principals. After a meeting between the Ministry and the Pensioner Bondholders, the group temporarily suspended their protest with the understanding that all overdue coupons would be paid while discussions regarding principal payments would continue. However, after two weeks, the government has yet to engage the pensioners on the way forward with some coupons still outstanding. In light of these developments, the pensioners have resumed their protests, hoping the government will address their demands. However, the Deputy Finance Minister earnestly employed the pensioners to temporarily suspend their protests while the government actively seeks funds to fulfill their obligations. She emphasized that the government is not intentionally neglecting the payment of outstanding coupons, but instead, the delay is primarily caused by the unavailability of funds and the prevailing economic crisis. Now, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia has called upon all factions involved in the Boko conflict to join forces with the government and other key stakeholders in resolving the disputes that has plunged the area. He emphasized that without peace, Boko would not experience the much-needed development it deserves. Speaking before the chiefs and queen mothers of the Upper East region, Dr. Baumia expressed his deep concern over the recurring attacks, injuries, and compromised security situation in Boko. He conveyed his heartfelt sadness about the ongoing conflict, stressing the importance of unity among the people rather than engaging in strife. The vice president expressed hope that government-led initiatives, including those facilitated by the House of Chiefs and the esteemed Otunfo Osoiti II, will contribute to achieving lasting peace in the area. Boko has faced significant conflicts over the past decade, resulting in the loss of numerous lives. Now, in other stories, at least seven people have reportedly been killed and several others injured in an ongoing clash between members of the Gonja and Mamprusi tribes at Lukula in the North Gonja district. The victims include a 70-year-old Mamprusi chief of the Kuwerugu community, Nasalifu Nachina, 
who was shot dead at his house by gunmen. The violence erupted yesterday dawn following two days of tension in the community over attempts to stop the arrival of a rival chief from Daboya. Eyewitnesses say over 50 houses, mostly belonging to members of the Mampresi tribe, have been destroyed and more than 100 people have since fled the community. The clash is said to be between traditional warriors from the Wasipe traditional area in Daboya and the So traditional area in Janga. The violence between the two tribes first erupted in 2019, immediately after the establishment of the Savannah and Northeast region. Good afternoon and welcome to the Midday. And thus, declared intention to join the Northeast region. This irritated the Gonja traditional authorities in Daboya, leading to the first clash. In April, the Gonjas attacked the Mimpasam community and raised it to the ground. In other stories, Kennedy Ohinia Japong, a prospective flag bearer of the new patriotic party, has expressed confidence in his chances of winning the party's flag bearer election. His team conveyed this sentiment after collecting his nomination form from the NPP headquarters in Accra Thursday. As the ninth individual to pick up the form since nominations open, a Japan, who also serves as the member of parliament for Asin Central, is positioning himself as a formidable candidate. Speaking to pressmen after picking the forms, Kwame Owusu, a Japan's campaign manager, highlighted the candidate's appeal to the party's grassroots due to his perceived disciplinary nature. Owusu emphasized that Ejapong's stance against indiscipline and his commitment to the nation's well-being have resonated with the people. He stated, Honorable Ken does not stand for indiscipline. Honorable Ken is honest in his dealings with the country. Honorable Ken is patriotic and has demonstrated his willingness to die for Ghana. According to Owusu, Ejapong's strong principles and commitment to the ordinary citizen gives him an advantage over his compatriots. He explained, people desire a disciplined leader because there is an abundance of indiscipline in this country. Indiscipline breeds corruption and when you have an individual whom you believe is honest and you are ready to work for him, you must be prepared to face the consequences if you deviate from the right path. A Japan's campaign team firmly believes that his discipline-oriented approach and dedication to the country's betterment will resonate with the NPP members and secure him victory in the flag-bearer elections. Now, in business this afternoon, government has stated that it is certain of meeting the International Monetary Fund's requirements for fiscal consolidation in its quest to ensure economic recovery. The IMF, in its report on Ghana's request for a $3 billion extended credit facility, attributed Ghana's economic challenges to weak domestic revenue mobilization efforts. The fund also said tax policy design suffers from widespread tax expenditures, especially in VAT and under-exploited taxes such as property tax and excise. Also, weaknesses in revenue administration continue to be reflected in limited compliance and recovery. 
speaking to the media at the Capital Market Day event organized by MTN Group in South Africa, Ken Oforiata said government is in the position to meet all the IMF targets. In terms of the confidence to be able to follow through the IMF, the post-COVID-19 program for economic growth is our program in which the fund structural benchmark were around that. We believe that we can do it because we have done it before. And the numbers in 2017 to 2020 suggest the type of trajectory we were on until these incidents occurred. We are confident about what we have to do within these 18 months, he said. Ken Oforiata also revealed that government has made some progress with workers on management of their pension funds. Now moving to sports, Regina Nyama, mother of new Black Stars player, and as Nyama has recounted how football changed the life of his son despite not being academically good. Regina, a Kumasi-based grocery shop owner, revealed to the media that the family was not in favor of Nyama pursuing a football career over education. The FC Nordland forward has been described as the next big thing to happen to Ghana football following his exploit at the Danish Superliga this season. Nyama 19 has received his maiden Black Stars call-up ahead of Ghana's 2023 Africa Cup of Nations AFCON qualifier against Madagascar on June 18. The youngster joined Right to Dream Academy at a very tender age before moving to Sister Club FC last year. Now moving to showbiz, artists in Ghana owed remuneration for the use of their work may have to bid their time. This is because of the Ghana music rights organization Gamro, charged with the responsibility of distributing royalties, has had its license withheld. It comes on the back of calls by veteran singer Akosia Japong for the officer's closure over some legal matters which has prevented the organization from renewing its licenses for some time now. The development was announced at a press conference in Accra Thursday. Addressing the gathering, the chairman of Gamro's interim management committee, Rex Omar, explained that the royalties collection agency will not be able to distribute any collection. This means the organization would not be able to execute its collection mandate until the license is renewed. Meanwhile, Rex Umar has taken strong exception to the allegation by Mrs. Ejapong, describing it as a smear campaign of maligning the management and directors of the organization with misleading information to further their personal agenda. Akosia Japong has, among other things, accused Gamro of impropriety, including non-compliance to many recommendations enshrined in the organization's 2021 report. She told the media that one of them in a, is a requirement for Gamro to use 10% of royalties for the welfare of rights holders. But Mrs. Ejapong says this is not being implemented. Akosia Japong has expressed further concerns regarding the operations of Gamro. In her statement, she highlighted various issues with the allocation of funds and the payment of royalties. And that's how we draw curtains on the mid-there news on Ghana Talks Radio. Log on to 
www.ghanatalksradio.com for more of these stories and follow us ghana talks radio on all social media platforms you can as well download the gtr app from your app store or google play to listen the news was read by a win to me and i say thanks so much for making time have a good afternoon ghana talks radio ghana talks radio this is big ghana talks radio ghana talks radio this is big this is big